0: Are continuing their attack on schools for teaching students about the true history of the United States, from the genocide of Native Americans to the legacy of slavery. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell recently criticized the Department of Education for promoting what he described as revisionist history, including the New York Times 1619 Project, which re examined the pivotal role slavery played in the founding of the United States. In his letter, Mitch McConnell wrote, quote, Americans never decided our children should be taught that our country is inherently evil, unquote. Well, today we begin our show looking at an epic new television series that delves deeply into a history Mitch McConnell would prefer not be taught, the legacy of European colonialism from the Americas to Africa. This is a trailer for Exterminate All the Brutes, the new series directed by the Haitian-born filmmaker Raoul Peck.
1: There is something we need to talk about. Three words that summarize the whole history of humanity. Civilization, colonization, extermination. This is the origin of the ideology of white supremacy. This is me in the middle, and I just want to understand. Why do I bring myself into this story? Because I am an immigrant from country. Neutrality is not an option. It's time to own up to a basic truth, a story of survival and violence. We know now what their task truly is.
0: Exterminate the trailer for the epic HBO documentary series, Exterminate All the Brutes, which is available on HBO and HBO Max. Time Magazine said the series, quote, may well be the most politically radical and intellectually challenging work of nonfiction ever made for television. Well, Democracy Now!'s Nermeen Sheikh and I recently interviewed Raoul Peck, the Haitian filmmaker who directed Exterminate All the Brutes. He joined us from Paris, France. His past films include I Am Not Your Negro, about James Baldwin, Lumumba, about the Congolese Prime Minister Patrice Lumumba, and The Young Karl Marx. I asked Raoul Peck to talk about how he went from making a film about James Baldwin to creating Exterminate All the Brutes.
2: Basically, uh, after I Am Not Your Negro, uh, you know, I went throughout the world with the film. Uh, I was fortunate to be able to see how the film was received in many different places. And one of the common thread through that was the type of reaction that we, you just mentioned, like uh, Senate leader uh, uh, Mitch McConnell. Uh, you know, this denial is somehow a sign that they feel that they are entrenched now. They are attacked. Uh, there is great fear about some sort of civilization going overboard, and and it's for me, it's a, a, a you know, it's a symbol that uh, the type of lies, the type of propaganda, the type of abuse. Uh, uh, that we have been subject to for during all these years. I'm old enough to have heard many other people like Nick Santorum, uh, Mitch McConnell, and many others throughout the years. Uh, the only difference now is that we have the means to counter them. We have the means to tell the real story. And that's exactly what I decided to do. Uh, to once for all put everything on the table uh, without any semblance of, of, you know, holding back my punches. It was, you know, everything is on the table. I've been on the table for a long time, uh, except that it, it was in, in little bits everywhere. And uh, because, you know, science, sociology, anthropology, etc., politics have been cut up in little pieces. So we lost the wider perspective, and the film does exactly that, to bring us to the core story, to have the whole matrix of the last seven hundred, hundred years of basically Eurocentric ideology and narrative.
3: Well, Raul Peck, in providing this broader uh, historical context, you trace the origins of contemporary modern forms. Of biological racism to the Spanish Inquisition and the so called purity of blood statutes, that is, limpieza de sangre. That was a means of distinguishing old Christians from conversos, that is, Jews, but also Moors, from the pure blood of Christians. These laws, you say, are the antecedents of the ideology of white supremacy. For the first time in the world, the idea of race based on blood was enshrined into law. So how should we understand the continuities between the purity of blood statutes and the forms of racist violence we witness today? Because the entire argument of this truly magnificent work is that the past is not really past. It is, as you say, the past has a future
2: You say uh and we came from a, a very specific uh, uh history and uh we are not you know uh, uh, some sort of a tribalist uh, you know tribe where that came out nowhere uh, today's civilization is basically embedded in the capitalistic uh, uh, societies uh and and that story started around the 10th and 11th century with the first accumulation of riches, accompanied by uh, killing uh, uh, and exiling of Jews, killing Muslims, uh, trying to go all the way to Jerusalem, and that those first crusades were uh, able to, uh, you know, create a lot of, uh, or not create to, to basically extract uh, a lot of riches that allowed the, the monarchy to be able to finance trips. Uh, to discovery new roads to the east and, and and the accident which it was of the so-called discovery of the new continent uh, was not something they planned but uh it, it and when it happened they basically created a totally new concept which is the concept of discovery and from that day on you know you could just go somewhere put a flag deploy military uh, strength and say, this is mine, no matter who was on that land before. Uh, and, and I remind you that uh, at the time of Columbus, there were basically 100 million uh, uh, people on both continents uh, uh, in, uh, in America. <laughs> so uh, you can imagine what it meant within 100 years. More, more than 90% of them were uh, totally uh, uh, annihilated. So uh, it's a very specific moment in the history of the modern world. Uh, um, For the U.S., it seems like it's the beginning of a new world, but it's not. It's a continuity of uh, a lot of action that have been, uh, uh, you know, the source of European civilization, basically.
0: A clip from Exterminate All the Brutes, where you explain settler colonialism.
1: The intention of the United States from sea to shining sea was the intention and design of the country's founders. Free land was a magnet that attracted European settlers. This particular form of colonialism is called settler colonialism. But as a system, it requires violence. It requires the elimination of the natives and their replacement by European settlers.
0: This is another clip from your series, Exterminate All the Brutes. In this dramatized scene, a white man, played by the actor Josh Hartnett, engages in a standoff with a Native American woman leader.
2: I did not want to spill Seminole blood, kill Seminole children, Seminole women. Give us back the American property you stole from our good fellow men, planters, and settlers. And I let you move to the Indian territory the U.S. government has provided for your people. You call human beings your property? They're slaves. You steal land. You steal life. You steal humans. What kind of species are you?
0: So we were listening to Abby Asiola, or the woman who plays her, of the Seminole Nation. You say her story goes deep into the history of this continent... Talk about who she is and why you choose to center her and the Seminole Nation in the first part of your series, um, including their solidarity with enslaved Africans.
2: Well, the the whole vision of the film is based in changing totally the point of view of who is telling the story. Particular because this story not only center from Europe but also center in in the bottom or in the middle of the United States uh, uh, of America. I had to start the film from that particular point of view of this uh, of this woman who is the head of her tribe of her nation and basically you know the Seminole have been one of the rare tribes who were never really. Uh, uh, uh you know um, uh, uh, who did not really obey uh, to the uh, enforcement uh, of uh, leaving their territories and they, they were called the invisible tribe for, for a reason so it was important for me to start it from a point of resistance from a point of of an individual of a woman uh, and watching this invader basically telling her, uh, to, to leave her land and to deliver the slaves that were, of course, you know, that's a story that is not really well known that uh, a lot of slaves who escaped were uh, welcomed uh, uh, by Seminoles and other tribes. Uh, and, and, and I wanted to start with those, that symbolic moment of resistance and also of solidarity. Uh, and, and from there,
3: Well, uh, Raúl, that is in one of the uh, forms of continuity that you point to. Uh, The story of Native Americans uh, is absolutely critical, and the erasure of this genocidal history, in particular in the United States, is evidenced, as you show, in the perverse use of Native American names and designations for military weapons, uh, from Black Hawk to Apache as military operations, the most uh, recent and proximate of which uh, was the May 2011 operation named Geronimo uh, to assassinate Osama bin Laden. So could you talk a little bit more about that, the way in which Native American history has been distorted, if not entirely erased, and the uses to which it's been put uh, in, uh, contemporary, uh, in contemporary in uh, uh, U.S. Uh, politics. Well, it, it's,
2: it's clear uh, that, uh, and you see that throughout the film, through different type of divide or, or, or type of, of stories, uh, level of stories in the film, is how everything is somehow connected. You know, the history of the Native American, uh, which is for me the core story, uh, whether it has been pushed out and 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 Uh, arranged sometimes or talk uh, told the the wrong way, uh, it's like a phantom. It's already there. You can't get rid of it. You know, uh, there are so many skeletons in in those uh, boxes that, you know, they they come up and they are more and more coming out. And uh, and it's ironic that the very powerful U.S. Army, who was basically uh, at its core not only to fight the british at the beginning but after independence it was basically used uh, to to kill engines and to keep uh, slaves uh, black slaves uh, in in uh, in, uh, um, in on the plantations so th- basically the the u.s army at the beginning was the militia you know so uh, this story continue you know it's basically a, a story of 200 years which is in, in the whole history of of humankind is nothing so um, as as long or uh, you you can try to repress that story but it's it's coming out there you know as long as there will be native american or there will be blacks uh, alive they will continue to tell that story there is no escape from it uh and that's why what i was saying at the beginning uh, you know when you see People like Rick Santorum saying that, well, when we came, there was nobody on this land. Where did? What did you do with the hundred million people? You have to explain that. Uh, so it, it's really uh, it, it becomes more and more absurd that uh, 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 Republican leadership at that level are capable of such ignorance. You know, it's mind-bending. You know, so it, for me, it's just the logic of the whole story, and that's what we try. Uh, to to explain and to tell in this story uh, of exterminate all the brute. And, and I really, my my objective is really to make sure that that kind of ignorance cannot be voiced anymore.
3: Uh. Raoul, another uh, possible uh, uh, form of repression, another idea that has been repressed is something that Sven Lindquist in his uh, extraordinary book exterminate all the brutes, from which your film uh, substantially draws, he shows how closely intertwined the idea of progress is with racism and even genocide. What alternatives uh, uh, do you see uh, to this ideology, and uh, where do you see it, if at all, taking shape? Uh, Well, it's a very complicated question
2: to answer, and and I don't really go by... Uh, that way in in assessing what the future will be, or what are the solutions. I think any solution will first have to start with the real story. You know, we need to sit down around the same table and, and, uh, you know, agree on the diagnostic. We have to agree on the genocide. We have to agree in the whole line of history that's been going on for more than 700 years. Otherwise, there is no conversation possible. Uh, so, I am not, and we are not. Uh, if I can speak for many others, it's not about you know revenge. It's not about you know. It's about you know. Let's see the world as it is, and let's name you know all the things that happened and and had bring us to what the world is today. You know that's what it is about. It's not about you know uh, you know your show showing how culprit you are or not. It's about acknowledging the past and the present, because they are strongly connected.
0: We're talking to Raul Peck, the acclaimed Haitian-born filmmaker who then grew up in the Democratic Republic of Congo as well as the United States. He is the director of the new HBO four-part documentary series Exterminate All the Brutes. We continue our conversation after break. This is Democracy Now. All the brutes. I want to go to another clip from the second episode in the series, where Raoul Peck, he is the narrator of this series, explains what happened after Columbus arrived in what is now Haiti, where Raoul Peck was born.
1: Instead of the bustling ports of the East Indies, Columbus came upon a tropical paradise populated by the Tiger. property of indigenous peoples, and declared the territories to be extensions of the Spanish and Portuguese states. These acts were confirmed by the monarchies, and endorsed by the papal authority of the Roman Catholic Church. That's more or less the official story, and through that official story, a new vision of the world was created doctrine of
0: discovery that's a clip from exterminate all the brutes the 18th century known as the age of revolutions but we often associate this time with the American Revolution or the French Revolution not the Haitian Revolution which was led by black slaves the first country in the Western Hemisphere to be born of a slave uprising you say, Raoul Peck, the only revolution that materialized the idea of enlightenment, freedom, fraternity, and equality for all. You know, Haiti becomes a republic and the U.S. Congress would not recognize it for decades, fearful that the fact that Haiti was born of a slave uprising would inspire the enslaved people of the United States to rise up as well. Can you talk about the erasure of the Haitian Revolution, Um, your own um, uh, country, Haiti, its significance for you, and how the U.S. dealt with Haiti all of these years?
2: Well, uh, you know, the the best uh, uh, um, uh, words for this is what michel rolf Trouillot have written about silencing the past it was key for the u.s and all the other european powers to silence the haitian revolution uh, because it was in their eyes worse than cuba in the 50s you know we were under a strict embargo because all of them had economy that still relied on slavery Uh, and haiti was the worst example they could have and haiti was also beating them in terms of their ide- own ideology of enlightenment uh, because Haiti, the first constitution of Haiti, basically stated that any man or woman or person who set, set foot on the island is a free person you know and none of the other revolution uh, there go so far because they were totally uh, uh, in, involved in slavery and were profiting from it. So there was no way that the haitian revolution could be accepted so when people say that uh, america is the first democratic country uh uh, in the uh, western hemisphere uh it's not it's haiti so uh and the 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 story continue until today you know we have a history of being uh, attacked of being invaded uh, uh of many of our leaders uh, um, come to power with the acceptance of the u.s uh, government uh, and it continue until today you know the, the basically the the last two president we had came on uh, into, uh, into power thanks to the support of the u.s uh, uh, government so we have unfortunately a long story of of uh, uh, abuse from from uh, um, the United
3: States and also of resistance because one thing that we can say is that the
2: Haitian people were always uh, whether it take you know 30 years, 5 years or 2 years they always make sure that they can get rid of those corrupt leaders
3: I want to ask about one of the critical issues Raul that you raised in the last uh, uh, part of the film a critical question you talk about your own experience living in Berlin where you lived for 15 years and were also uh, a film student where you made a film on uh, a Nazi torture compound. You say when you were there that you thought a lot about how a country that's produced some of humanity's best philosophers, scientists, and artists also operated one of the most devastating scientifically run and engineered killing machines. Now, many people have reflected on this question and the seeming contradiction uh, in this fact by concluding that the Holocaust was some kind of historical aberration. In other words, that it stands very much outside the history of the Enlightenment and the ideas of humanism and universalism on which it apparently stands. But your film seems to suggest, even as this is raised as a question, your film suggests that other conclusions could you
2: talk a little bit about that? Well,
3: it, it's nothing
2: new. Uh, yeah, in fact, there are many scholars that have uh, worked uh, on that specific question for the last 50, 60 years. Uh, and, and of course, there is resistance to say that the Holocaust was a very a special moment in the life of Western civilization. But it's not. It's a continuity of a a uh, 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 will of, of genocide, a will of uh, eliminate uh, people that are deemed inferior. Uh, the, the structure of genocide are always the same. You know, the, the, the person uh, uh, who invented the word genocide, uh, you know, Ralph, Raphael Lemkin uh, in 1943, uh, you know, we, we went to the New York Public Library, and in that library, in his file, there is a list of something around 42 uh, uh, previous genocide before the Holocaust. And he included in it, of course, the genocide uh, against the Native American people. So, uh, you know, trying to make any type of genocide uh, special, I think, is a, is a really uh, uh, not correct way of seeing the history of humankind uh they all copied from each other they are all of course uh, specific you know you can't directly uh, um, you know compare the genocide in rwanda uh, with the genocide in cambodia and uh, with the holocaust you know they have different uh uh, uh you know uh, ideological uh uh, uh, uh reasons they have different historical uh, reason. reasons they have different people involved but as a structure as a system of genocide they all obey the same pattern uh, of first you know pinning down a special category of person of people and then start uh, saying that we are superior to them and they are insects they are the, and as as soon as you come to the point where where they are animals or they are savages or they are insects you are allowed to kill them that's the excuse that was always needed for every imperialist for every conqueror
3: uh, in order to eliminate whoever
2: was in the land they wanted to conquer uh, so it, it's similar it has been similar throughout the history of humankind uh, and it became more specific within the concept of the capitalistic society because then it was also linked to to profit it was also linked to to uh, uh, make bigger territories in order to exploit uh, 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 large communities. So uh, I, I have had that discussion many years ago, back ago, including in Germany. But uh, today I think uh, we should move uh, past that. Uh, you know that uh, what I I would call the, the the confrontation between you know who got the the, the biggest pain confronted to the holocaust or the one day's pain you know it's not about that we are all from the same human family it's not about you know who has suffered the more i think we have to acknowledge every piece of history that happened on this planet and we have to give responses to them and we have to explain why they happen and because this is the only way that eventually we can prevent them to happen again and again
0: And we want to talk more about that um, after this last clip from the series, Exterminate All the Brutes.
1: Trading human beings, what sick mind thought of this first? Brought by force and pushed to death. Slavery, or the trade as they refer to it euphemistically. A state sponsored genocide does this say about the civilized world?
0: So, if you could talk more about what this does say, and going back to the beginning, talking about um, genocide, uh, the term coined by Raphael Lemkin, um, colonization, um, as well as civilization, and how you see, find hope today in the discussions, if this is all acknowledged, though you're saying just acknowledging this is not enough.
2: Yes, uh, uh, of course, but uh, acknowledging it, it's a big step, uh, and that's what I wanted to say uh, uh, before. Is that uh, you know, for, for even for me as a filmmaker, uh, telling that story, it it took a lot of uh, uh, thinking to in order. To tell a story where for the first time you tell the story of the genocide of Native Americans and then you tell the story of slavery uh, and then you tell also the, the one of the major uh, 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 extermination stories uh, which is the Holocaust you know, and, and for the first time I think uh, at least on, on film you see you can see the connections between them and for me it's a, it's a huge step you know, it's, it's taking all those atrocities in a different context. And, and for me, it's, it can only be the beginning of a wider conversation, you know, instead of, of you know, each part keeping their own uh, malheur, keeping their own death, their own uh, uh, pain, uh, and sometimes being used uh, against each other, you know. Uh, and that's uh, a device that I've been used for many, many years. And, and for me, the film is also uh, a step to break that uh, a separate narrative. There is not many different stories. There is one uh, historical knowledge, and we need to access it. And, uh, and to your question, uh, uh, and, and that's the light motive in, in the series, you know, we already know enough, you know. Uh, the problem is, what do we do with that knowledge? You know, and and uh, because everything I say in the film, everything that uh, Sven Lindquist tells the story about, or uh, Michel Waltz Truyol, or Roxanne Damba Artis, those are fact. Uh, those are highly uh, uh, competent uh, scholars who spent their life documenting the horror. And and uh, and my use of their work with them wa- was exactly that uh, to force the conversation. To a more sovereign type of discussion, and and to to push aside uh, the the blurring of, of history, push aside the the ignorance that still you know uh, uh, reign in, in the discussion. And uh, you know, we I'm not going to name them again. The, the two politicians I named, but uh, I think uh, population are more and more interested in learning. Uh, where they come from, you know. And there is a reason why everybody now wants to have their DNA DNA analyzed. Because there, there is some sort of, of feeling of connection, you know. Uh, uh, and and, and it's, it's our job as filmmakers and you as journalists as well to, to, to lay that in, in plain sight. And then we can say, okay, what, what do we do with this, you know.
3: That's exactly, we just have a minute. What do we do with this? Your film begins and ends with the same line that Sven Lindquist says again and again, it's not knowledge that we lack, what is missing is the courage to understand what we know and draw the conclusions. How does your film and the work of these other authors enable that courage?
2: Uh, you know, I was uh, uh, primarily uh, educated by <laughs> <laughs> and uh, And one thing is I believe in the notion of knowledge i believe in the notion of learning the truth and and the film for me is the first step and and my my wish is that uh, every school every university is able to watch the film and have discussion uh, around it uh, because that's that's you cannot go further if you don't know your own history whether whatever the side you are on but you need to know and it's not about accusing you of anything. It's about facing your reality because you, you can't understand what's going on. You can't understand why policemen are still killing black kids and black men and black women uh, in this country uh, if you don't know where it comes from, you know? And, and, and it's unfortunate, uh, uh, you know, we are in a, uh, in a time where uh, we have huge uh, uh, instruments for communication. Uh, a huge instrument to, to learn for learning. You can go on the internet and learn about everything. But we lack a very uh, condensed matrix of those histories that are, you know, we have been uh, uh, built by. You know, and, and each one of us need to do our homework. Otherwise, I don't see any uh, nonviolent outcome out of this.
0: Raoul Peck the acclaimed Haitian-born filmmaker, director of the new HBO four-part documentary series, Exterminate All the Brutes. Visit democracynow.org to watch our 2018 interview with Raoul about his films, The Young Marx and I Am Not Your Negro, about James Baldwin. When we come back, The Man Who Lived Underground. We go to Portugal to speak with Julia Wright about how she unearthed an unpublished novel about racist police violence written by her father, the legendary African-American writer Richard Wright, who wrote Native Son and Black Boy. Stay with us.